What's up, everybody? Welcome to the living room. So excited that you are joining us. If this is your first time, welcome. We are so glad that you are here. If this is your first time in a long time, like you left for a minute, now you're back. Are you watching this after we've recorded it live? So glad that you are checking out the living room, okay? And if you're somebody that watches regularly, we are so glad that you are here as well. If you have no idea what you just walked into, this is a conversation about life and faith, okay? And so we're so excited for you to join us with that. My name's Nate, and I'm so glad that you're here. We're glad if you're watching this live. If you're watching this afterwards, it is great. But if you are watching this live, it's important to know this is live. And so uh, right now, I know it looks like I'm looking at you, but when I look over here is when I'm actually looking at you. So like I saw, you see Lewis just popped in here. What's up, Lewis? Glad that you're here, okay? And so, you know, if you see me looking over here, it's because I'm looking at you. I know, silly. Anyway, but so glad that you guys are here. Now, because of this conversation, as I say every week, we want to make sure that, like, we're actually talking because nobody, me included, wants to just hear from me, okay? So to make sure that your fingers are working, make sure that you know you see that you can engage with this. You guys can ask any questions throughout this time. And actually, at the end, we'll have a time for Q&A. If you have some questions that you want to ask me, I can uh, certainly try to address those as best I can. And so talk about anything. But to make sure that that's all working, I want to ask this question. What is your favorite celebrity couple or maybe your favorite TikTok couple? Okay, because for me, when I was thinking about this, I didn't really have a favorite celebrity couple. But then I was talking to my lovely friend and just awesome helper, Sarah. And she, we were talking about how we both have the same TikTok couple that we like. is Mike and Kat. And it's just, they're so funny. And I don't know, just TikTok couple way more engaging. And I just love them so much. And they're so funny. If you're on TikTok, you should check them out. Mike and Kat, if you guys ever watched this, you could sponsor us. But anyway, whatever. So what is your favorite celeb couple, TikTok couple, Instagram, whatever? What is your one of your favorite couples? Um, Again, for me, it's all about TikTok. But I start that because yesterday was Valentine's Day, and that's an interesting holiday. I mean, it's it's kind of weird. I mean, there's 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 nothing I, – I, I don't know. Maybe this is just me speaking, but there's just something about Valentine's Day that is like there's always – it doesn't matter what, if you're in a relationship or not. There's always like pressure or like a reminder that you're not in a relationship. And so there's pressure because there's pressure like, okay, you, like, you better make sure that you do things right. Or like, you know, like, do you need to do things? Like what, what is he supposed to do? You're supposed to make breakfast or you're supposed to like just get candy, roses, like real roses, fake roses. I don't know. And then, but then if you're not in a relationship, then it's just a reminder that like, hey, knock, knock. You're single. <laughs> okay. Like, I don't know. It's just in your face that you're single and you're just like, oh, thanks for the reminder. Although, I don't know. I just always find Valentine's Day a little, I don't know, just weird. Maybe I'm cynical. I don't know. I know, I know it's cute. I, I got it. But like, I don't know. I just, I found it weird. Um, if you're somebody right now that like, you know, you're like, oh, geez, Nate, I thought we loved this yesterday. And like, I don't know. Like, I'm sorry. But if you're also somebody that like you messed up on Valentine's Day and, you know, at any point, you know, this this will help you a little bit because as I was preparing for this, I I was reminded that um, I I did something really bad on Valentine's Day that like just not good. Like I, I to give myself a little defense, I was in middle school, so I was immature. But I was dating this girl, and her birthday was the day before Valentine's Day, and she told me that I was required as her boyfriend to get her two presents, her birthday present and a Valentine's present. But I'm like, I don't have a job. I barely have any money. I don't want to get you two presents. So a day before her birthday, two days before Valentine's Day, I broke up with her. And 
Yeah, yeah it, was, it was bad. I was a bad boyfriend, okay? I understand. I was immature. But, like, hopefully yesterday wasn't that for you. If it was, I'm very sorry. But you're at the right place because regardless of if your Valentine's Day was awesome or it sucked and you, you're a jerk like me or someone was a jerk like me to you, this is the place to be because I start here because we all want on some level at at some point, we want to be in a good relationship. If we're ever in a relationship, a dating relationship, romantic relationship, we, we want to be in a good one, right? And as I started thinking about this, like, on, on some level, regardless of if we're in a relationship right now or we're not in a relationship, we want to be in one. Like, there's some level where, like, where we want to make sure that it's good, but how do we make sure that it's good? You know, and, and that's what we're going to be talking about both this week and some next week as well. Like, how can you do that? But as, I, as I'm as i thinking about this, you know, one of the other things that I noticed is that there's also this. Is that there's, I, I talk about this pressure, like, like, that kind of exists everywhere. Like, like, especially around relationships, like, so much pressure or attention or, I don't know, just is paid to relationships. Like, think about this. In fact, I challenge you to do this. If you pull up the top 40 songs in America right now, this is pretty much true all the time, about 40 out of 40, maybe 38 out of those 40, are on some level about relationships. I mean, think about it. Like, all of our popular songs are about dating, are about breakups, are about hooking up, or about, you know, getting over a hookup. I mean, just, like, there's some relational aspect to all of our songs. And then our movies. Like, I mean, there's all of the movies, you know, love and dating and, like, breaking up. Like, in some way, in inner just intertwine into the plot, like made part of the plot. And then our TV shows that we love, whether it's Friends or How I Met Your Mother or New Girl, like all these are shows are like like dating or relationships is like the the key part of it. And then Disney, I mean every Disney movie is somehow about falling in love, right? And some like is a key part of that. And when you start thinking about this, like it's so intertwined into our culture and our society to really value being in a relationship. But but when that happens, isn't it truly like it kind of just, I don't know, just creates some pressure? And then there's this. I was, uh, as I was preparing for this, I was talking to a couple of the, the interns that work with us, uh, Sarah and Jolie, and I was talking to them about how, like, I mean... Among guy friends, okay, when when guys, you know, you're hanging out, you're you're being stupid, you're talking about things together. Among guy friends, we um, when somebody can't get a date, or when somebody's tried to get a date, or they don't even try to get a date, they've just been single for a while. Guys will just make fun of that person and just be like, "What's wrong with you? Why can't you get a date? Whatever." But then the second, I mean, seriously, within the second that that guy starts dating somebody. Every one of his friends, at least in my experience, has been like, "Well, you're whipped now. Okay, you're just whipped. Like you just you just wrap around his or her finger, and like you just you just follow and do whatever they say now and stuff. You're not even our friend anymore. And we just pick on them for that." And then I was asking them, like, "Is there like a female equivalent of that?" And and they both shared how they've seen or experienced or heard from other people that like you know that for girls like when they can't date somebody or when they haven't dated somebody or just whatever they've been single for a while everybody's always like oh they're such a prude or or they're stuck up or or you know they got crazy eyes they're like oh you just like you see it in their eyes you can't date them like they're crazy right but then what happens when they start dating somebody and they're excited right they're obsessive they're clingy all right like there's, there's these negative words or then. That's the other one. There's a double standard with this. It's also frustrating. But what happens when a guy dates a lot of people, right? 
that guy's a player. That guy's a boss. That guy's like, whoa, man, what's up? What happens when a girl does? We have a lot, a lot less flattering words for her, right? And so it's just so interesting to me that, that regardless of all these, not just the double standards, but like, but it's just so much attention, especially as young adults, is placed on dating, right? It's placed on like, like you're either <laughs> you're either in a relationship or you're looking for one, okay? And if you're not, what's wrong with you? And so what I talk about this because um, here at TLR, we want to talk about life. And we want to talk about faith and we want to be practical. And I, and I just know that that even in a time like COVID where it's dating, dating was always awkward. Now it's like hella awkward. Okay. Like it's like the only way to meet people is, I mean, it's already hard to meet people when you had to use apps and be online anyway. Now it's like, I mean, that's how you're meeting friends anyway. I mean, of course that's how you're going to start dating. And then, then when you date, do you wear a mask? Do they wear a mask? Like, are you allowed to hold hands? Cause like, I don't know, COVID, but I don't know. Like I mean, there's so such another level, but what hasn't changed is that for us, it's such an important thing. And, and we view relationships just as so, like, there's a lot of weight to it. And it's because on one level, it's we're, we're created for that. Like, we desire that. And that's great. But, but with I, this being one of the things that I know is so important to so many people, I'm going to talk about this and slow down and evaluate this. Because we want to help you. We want you to be in great relationships. Okay, as somebody who is in an amazing relationship, I can tell you, like, it is one of the most life-giving things, and I want the same for you. But to do that, like, we need to, like, slow down and evaluate and look at this. And so that's what we're going to do the rest of our time today and, and some next week as well. Now, one of the things that I see that kind of just jumps out to me <laughs> when we start having this conversation is that so many people build their identity or build like just their view of themselves or their value like it's tied to this idea of like am i in a relationship am i dating somebody i can tell you countless stories of people that i have been coaching or mentoring or advising in some way and like every time i see them like how are you doing like you know very quickly the conversation goes well i don't have a girlfriend yet or i don't have a boyfriend yet okay and it picks up this time of year. As a matter of fact, I was talking to some of you this week, some of you even literally today, and it's like, oh, I just, I don't have a girlfriend. I don't have a boyfriend. And I, and like, it's, I've, I've heard, literally have heard that from so many people. And, and it's great. Again, I know that's something we value. It's something that we want. And that's a good thing. I, I, I seriously, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but is there a danger in that? Is there a danger in that? I, I think, one of the things that unfortunately happens and creeps in, and, and for some of you, this might be you where you're at literally right now, okay? And for some of you, even if you're in a relationship right now, maybe you're experiencing some of this in a relationship or you've experienced some of this when you haven't been in a relationship and you're like, oh, like, I, Nate, I used to feel that way, but now I don't. But, but on some level, I think all of us at some point experience some version of these things. And first it's like, I... I I remember feeling this way. I remember seeing, I, I, I see people feel this way that, that there's a level of like, if you're single, again, we talked about this, but if you're single, like, is there something wrong with me? Like, if somebody breaks up with you, is there something wrong with me? Like, is there a reason that like, I haven't dated anybody in a while? Like, you know, is it, is that, am I just a bad person? 
you can't stay in a relationship again. Like when it breaks, like, oh, did I do something? Like, is there, what is wrong with me? Um, the other danger that I see is that because so many of us, and especially in February, we're just like, oh, I need a boyfriend, I need a boyfriend, I need a boyfriend, I need a girlfriend, I need a girlfriend, I need a date, I need a date, or, or, oh, thank God, this year I have a boyfriend. Oh, thank God, this year I have a girlfriend. I don't have to go through Valentine's Day single, okay? Like, and when, when we're so focused on, on dating and on relationships, we forget other areas of our life. Okay, we're going to circle back to that one because that's a big one. I think another danger that I see, and this is the probably the biggest one that breaks my heart, is that being so focused on and, and it being such a key core part of our identity, it makes us like it actually sets us up to be in bad relationships. And I know that you want to be in a good relationship. And 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 the paradox and the irony here is that being so focused on a negative one or being so so focused on like how you need to be in one and how you need to be in a good one, it actually sets you up for failure or at least hard times. And here's how. It's because you know, think about the terminology we use around love and dating and being in a relationship We're like, oh, he completes me. Oh she she fills my heart. She completes me. Oh, it's so cute. It sounds so good, right? And But this is the problem, is that when we start applying this and we're so focused on it, we're putting weight and we're putting pressure on people that are no different and no better off than you and me. And we're putting pressure on them to complete us. They We're not designed to carry that type of weight. I can't complete any of you, okay? I can't complete my wife. Like I can't, like, it's not on me. I can't fulfill everything, okay? You know why? I'm not perfect, okay? I know that's a shock for some of you because, I mean, I come off as pretty pretty perfect, but, you know, but I'm not. And so if somebody is expecting me in any relationship, and especially a romantic one, to fulfill and complete everything, that sounds nice, but I'm not equipped to do that. And so, again, think about, just think about, like, how focused we get on this. Okay. If I were to ask you, okay, like, hey, do you know and insert any name? And all you told me was their relationship status. Okay, is that all there is to that person? For instance, if you're like, oh, guys, this is Nate. He's married. Is that all you need to know about me? Or is there anything else that that's like kind of important to who I am as a person? Yeah, there's a lot of things. Okay. Or what about for you? If I'm like, oh, here's. You know, put your name in. They're single or they're dating or they just got dumped, uh, you know, um, two days before Valentine's Day. You know, is, is that all there is to you? No, of course not. There's so much more to you. But then why is it as a culture, as a society, and as individuals, we tend to put this first and this be like the key thing. And I think it comes from that we place our identity in and we get value. Here's another way to know that we place our identity in, into it. Is that what you get value from, you feel more valuable. Okay, maybe you don't use these words. These are my words to describe something that maybe you feel. But we feel more valuable when we're when somebody recognizes us, when we're dating. When we're like, oh, I, I have a boyfriend. I have a girlfriend. Okay, And it's almost like that adds value to our life. But does it? 
Here's where I want to like close out our time together is that this is where faith intersects very directly and very on point for this. Because again, regardless of if you find yourself in a relationship, you find yourself single or single again, um, or single for the fifth time, okay, wherever you're at, okay, this is where faith, I think, ties directly in. And, and again, at TLR, we understand not everybody is going to agree with faith and that's totally fine. You can push back, ask questions. This is a conversation, okay? We want you to have that. But this was very interesting to me is that is that when I was thinking about this, one of the things that also popped in just that I have seen and experienced so much is that there's this idea that this happens quite a bit that some of our most embarrassing moments, some of our deepest shame comes from relationships, comes from dating. And it comes from either not being able to get a date or we had that date or we had that boyfriend, girlfriend that we don't want anybody to ask us about, that we just know not to talk about. I mean, seriously, the deepest, darkest secret that I'm not going to tell you guys today, but the deepest, darkest secret of my life, the thing that I felt the most shame for years about had to do with dating. Okay, And I think that's true for most people that, that there's just things that happen or didn't happen or things that happen you wish it didn't happen that we feel the deepest shame about. And... And so then when I read a verse like this from this guy, Paul, and if you've been around TLR, you know, when we talk about Paul, Paul, one of the craziest things about Paul is that he hated Christians, wanted to get rid of all of them. And then he, uh, he actually switched teams. Not only did he switch teams, not only did he go from hating Christians, but he wanted everybody to become a Christian. And that's Paul. And then Romans one sixteen, you can look this up sometime. But in Romans one sixteen, one of the things he says is that he says, I am unashamed of the gospel because it has the power to save. And I and I just it's a verse that I've heard a ton of times, but when I was thinking about shame and identity and stuff, this came to mind because here's Paul saying, I'm unashamed of the gospel. And what is the gospel? Okay, and I know right now you're like, okay, hang on a second, Nate. We're talking about dating, now Paul, now unashamed. Like, okay, just track with me, and this will all connect at the end. But but the gospel, again, if you've been around, you know, and kind of describe it, it has two parts. The first part is, is that you're guilty. You've done things wrong. You're not perfect. You're a, use the Bible word here, you're a sinner, okay? You're not perfect. But that's not it. And not the only thing, you actually don't need to feel shame about that. You Maybe you feel guilty. And for some of the things, you probably should feel guilty. But here's the second part, is that God loves you anyway. And, while, and that's so exciting. That's the gospel. It's both parts. You're not perfect. You're guilty. You're a sinner. But God loves you anyway. Paul here is saying, I am unashamed. I have no shame. Okay? I'm unashamed of the gospel. Part of that means I'm unashamed of the wrong things I've done. And if you think you've done wrong, Paul has done a lot worse. And so I'm unashamed of the gospel. Right? What does that have to do with dating? Well, first part is, is that if you feel shame around anything, what you need to know and shame, if you, if, I am a huge Brene Brown fan. If you want to look more into this, you should watch Brene Brown's TED Talks around this. You should read her books, all kinds of stuff. But quickly, Brene Brown, who's like a shame expert, okay, as weird as that sounds, she defines shame. Shame versus guilt, the difference is shame is like, I am a bad person, and guilt is I did a bad thing, okay? Shame is that voice inside you that says, you suck because you can't get a boyfriend. You suck because every girlfriend you've had has broken up with you. You saw, okay, the shame is that voice and shame thrives in darkness and secrecy. Shame thrives when we hide it and we don't tell anybody about it. Guilt, though, 
Okay, guilt's still not enjoyable, but guilt is I did something wrong, right? Which is the first step in fixing things, is admitting that, right? So what does this have to do with dating? Again, the biggest areas that I've seen many people carry shame around has to do with that. And if you're carrying shame, you don't have to. That's the first part of this is that not just with dating, anything, you don't have to carry shame. But then the second part with this, I think is so, so amazing, is that while you don't have to carry shame and you have guilt and you're like, I'm wrong and stuff, the way that this impacts dating is that if you do that and you are able to shift your identity and say, you know what, okay, listen, I'm not going to place my identity in in my value and my self-worth and any of that. I'm not going to place it in if I'm in a relationship or not and just whatever my relationship status is. I'm instead going to choose to place it in how God views me, which maybe that's a new concept to you and you have to wrestle with that. That's fine. But if you choose to do it in something stable, here's where it changes for you. Is that you grow. You have a stable foundation. Because think about any relationship, even if it's a stable one, it changes. Okay? I've been in a relationship for... This is kind of crazy and dates me a little bit, but coming up on eight years, almost nine years, actually. And and here's the thing, as awesome as it is and it's been stable, there's lots of ups and downs with it. It's not the most stable thing ever. And if my identity and self-worth is tied just to that, I'm going to be on shaky ground. And if I, you know, if I get my value from, well, is my wife happy? Is she, you know, whatever stuff? Like, that's it's going to be messing with me. And I can feel ashamed by being like, I've not been perfect and there's things I do wrong. And if I carry that around with me, it drags me down and it drags our relationship down. And so my friend, it will make you a better boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife in the future for you to to have your identity tied to something more stable. And it's my personal opinion and you feel Totally free to disagree. But it's my opinion. The most stable thing you could tie your identity to is what God thinks about you. And just explore that and to wrestle with that. Because when we do that, okay, here's what's amazing. Is that you don't have to feel shame ever. Okay, you can feel guilt, guilty. Yes, you, you are guilty. But we can be free from that. We have the choice to place our identity and the one that says, hey, you're guilty, okay, that's true, but I love you anyway. The the One of the reasons that I bring this up is that for some of you, if you're not a Christian, maybe part of the reason you're not a Christian is because you've experienced shame. Unfortunately, in a lot of religious groups, I see shame, you know, like we know the rules and we know what's right and wrong, and so when somebody does something wrong, we, we try to make them feel shame about it, right? And maybe that's why you walked away, but what you need to know is that God invites us to not feel shame. God invites us that, yes, we're guilty, but he loves you anyway. And so why am I saying this about relationships? Because, you know, it seems like all over the place, but this is the thing, is that, again, if you place your identity in something stable, and I think the most stable thing you can put it in is in God, if you choose to do that, you will be better. Because just imagine this. Imagine if you actually did this. Because I know, and be like, Nate, okay, listen, it's been a minute since you've been in the dating game. You just don't understand. Plus, you didn't have to date during COVID, or you didn't have to be single during COVID. Or you, like, I understand. But, but I want you to think about this, is that if your identity is in something stable, okay, you know what that means? It means 
that, that you can have the confidence to move forward and to grow as a person. Okay, you know what else that means? It means that your self-worth isn't tied to what somebody else thinks about you. Your self-worth is secure because you know what God thinks about you. It means somebody breaks up with you, that's kind of their problem. Okay, like like you're growing. Like I mean, like like it it doesn't mean that maybe you don't have things to grow in, but it does mean that your value is already determined because God loves you. And so look. I I know that like that there's so many emotions and a wide range of thinking around dating. But what I want you to hear is that to actually have the best relationship, whether that's now or later, actually comes when we shift where we place our identity, where we place our value, where we get what voice are we going to let tell us what we're worth. And my friend, I want you guys to have great relationships. Okay? Not just friendships, but dating. All right, I want you to have amazing relationships, but for that to happen, okay, it takes placing your identity somewhere else. And finally, think about this. Your relationships wouldn't define you. Instead, you would make yourself and whoever you're with, dating your partner, okay, you guys would be better because of your interaction, because of your stability, and so my friend, that's what I want for you. I want you to have happy and healthy and long-lasting relationships or very short if the person's a jerk and you shouldn't be with them. But I, overall, I want you to be in healthy relationships. But I'm telling you that the first step is to not let your singleness, not to let your dating, not to let that define you, but instead consider what does God say about you? What does God think about you? Now, regardless of where you're at, next week we're going to be talking about how to date well. Like, like actually, practically, what does dating well look like? And so, if you're currently dating, you should definitely check that out. If you want to be dating at some point, you should check that out. If you know somebody dating and they're kind of not good at it, or somebody wants to be dating and they're not good at it, you should let them know that next week we're going to be, I'm going to be sharing some very, it's going to be nice and fun some very practical tips on how to make sure uh, that you're in a good dating relationship. And so I look forward to that. But in the meantime, the biggest thing that I want to uh, wrap up with as we, one of my friends gave me this, as we uh, start to dock this boat, uh, is that I want you guys to know that, that your value, your identity, okay, comes from what God thinks about you and he loves you. This impacts dating, but it impacts so much more than dating, okay? This impacts your friendships. It impacts your community. It impacts your family relation. It impacts literally every relationship that you have. And I want you to be free in that and to not carry shame around with you. Maybe it's tied to dating. Maybe it's not. But don't carry shame around with you because you are free. God loves you. And you, that means you are free to go and love and care for other people. And this is what we end every week talking about is like, let's do that. Isn't that more hopeful? Isn't it more exciting to think and dream about, okay, my value is not tied to what other people think about me, including dating. My value is tied to that God loves me. And so while, yes, I want to date, okay, while, yes, I want a girlfriend, while, yes, I want a boyfriend, like, like I, my identity, my value is not tied to that. What that allows me to do, what that gives me the freedom to go do is to go be for other people, to go be and care for other people. And so let's do that. 
that is more hopeful, is more joyful, is a more exciting life to do that. So go out there and go be for Rick. Go be for each other. Care for people. Call somebody. Check in on them. Do something for them. Share it with us when you do. We want to celebrate you doing things for other people because that's the type of community. And if you have a community that does that, let me tell you what happens. Is that healthy dating relationships, mature dating relationships, are just an output from that. You have so much less drama when you have a community that is like, guess what? Hey, hey, my identity, my value is tied to what God thinks about me, which means I'm not going to get caught up in like worrying about what all you guys think about me because guess what? God loves me. And do I do things wrong? Of course I do. But guess what? God loves me. Let's do that. And if you wrestle with that and you disagree with that, I totally get that. But this is the type of community we dream about, having a community that loves and cares for each other regardless of what people believe. So let's do that together. Let's be that together. I know you guys can do it. I know you're doing it. Let's keep doing that. I just can't wait to see you guys again. I will close with, you've heard, heard us the past couple of weeks, if you've been around talk about the Polar Plunge, if you don't know about the Polar Plunge, check out our Instagram. It's all over there, but this is the last week. Like literally Friday is the last day to donate. So please donate and go plunge. We would love to see that. We Saturday, we're going to have a special celebration. You can see info about that again, but we'd love for you to be involved in the Polar Plunge if you haven't got involved in that. In the meantime, you guys go out there and be freaking awesome. Be for Rick. Be for each other. We love you guys. Stay awesome. I just want to leave. I just want to